Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Stanton Moore, and thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Southpaw Podcast, where we are awakening and equipping a left-handed generation. This week's episode is titled Process Produces Fruit, and we really believe this week's episode can be a huge game changer for your life. Let's jump in. What's up, everybody? This is Stant Moore, and I'm sitting here with Hunter Hudgens, and we're so excited to bring you another episode of the Southpaw Podcast. This one's going to be titled Process Produces Fruit. Process Produces Fruit. We took the week of Thanksgiving off and another week, but here we are, uh, and uh, we're excited to bring you this one. So I want Hunter to read our quote, and then we're going to jump in. So the quote of the episode comes from Mark Twain. It's, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. You know, with the Southpaw podcast and the vision behind it, we're passionate, Hunter, about awakening a a left-handed generation and equipping them. So I think what makes a left-handed individual left-handed is that at some point in their life, they came to a tipping point, Mm. a turning point, a boiling point uh, to some degree where they said, they didn't, you know, Shia LaBeouf says, I don't want to let my dreams just be dreams. You know, <laughs> we, were, right. we were laughing before we were recording this episode. because, You know, there's the famous video that, I mean, literally blew up. Yeah. Got thousands of views. You know, Shia LaBeouf, I mean, he's just, it looks like he's just coked out of his mind. <laughs> do it. And he's in this green <laughs> screen, and he's just screaming, do it, over and over again. And the video goes viral, and it's just him being ridiculous, you know. But what he it, what he was preaching to the world was don't let your dreams be dreams, mm. you know. And, it, and then he says, yesterday you said tomorrow. That's right. So just do it. Ecclesiastes, to give you a verse, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, excuse me, chapter 11, verses uh, 5, 6, 5 and 6, uh, or excuse me, let me start over. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4 says, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, then they'll never harvest. And then if you skip down to verse six, it says, plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you don't know if profit will come from another activity, from one activity or another, Hmm. or maybe both. So I'm going to read that again. Farmers who wait for perfect weather, well, they never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And then skip to verse six, plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon, for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. Hunter, when you hear that verse and when you read that, what's what's the first couple of things that comes to your mind specifically in the context of process? So I, I think, funny enough, like I don't even think it was intentional, but like the quote we read from Mark Twain in that verse, I mean they, I mean they literally are pretty much saying the same thing, like hey. The deal of planting the right harvest is not, well, I got to wait for the right time. Or, well, maybe when I have more money. Or, well, maybe when I'm older. Maybe mm-hmm. when I'm married. It's mm-hmm. saying, hey, the right time is like when you take the first step, more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me personally, I've, I've done it more so a lot in my life where it's like, well, hey, may, I'll, I'll begin to do this when 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 this happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you, I mean, you said, you know, Shia LaBeouf, hey. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. Yeah. And so it's like all those right there. So the process produces fruit. I think, funny enough, the first step is the first step. It's saying, hey, 
Today is the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Funny enough, the Bible says today is the day the Lord has made. Come on. Today is the day. Uh-huh. Today is the day. You know, I want this result. I'm going to begin the process today. Everyone loves fruit. Yeah. Everyone loves to see results. Yeah. Nobody wants to go through a process. That's right. Process can be painful. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that we neglect hearing that makes our stomach turns a little bit. You know, when the preacher stands up and gets behind the pulpit and says, today we're going to be speaking about process. Mm. You know, everybody's like, oh, you know. But here's the reality. You get no fruit where there is no process. Yeah. You get no transformation. You don't get to see any results if you don't engage and at least begin the process. Now, it's not enough just to begin. So we've said that. We've, we've, we have acknowledged the fact Already, right out of the gate of this episode, we've said, hey, you have to begin. Yep. But also, longevity matters. That's right. This wasn't something, and when we look at the life of Jesus, this wasn't something that Jesus just did one time, two times, or even three. Yep. He consistently departed from the disciples and what was going on in that moment to engage in intimacy and so when we talk about, I know you say, well, why do you bring up intimacy in the context of process producing fruit? Intimacy, intentional intimacy, creating a time and a space every day to go through the process of intimacy. Yeah. It's, intimacy is not just a one and done thing. But I can't help but to think about, Hunter, intimacy when I think about process it's like I want to get muscles, but I don't want to go to the gym. Yep. I want to know what's on the heart of God, but I'm not willing to go through the process of intimacy. Why don't you talk about that? Because that's something that you and I really talk about so often, um, even last week when we were talking about a sim- similar topic. We were just acknowledging the fact that this was the life that Jesus lived. No, that's exactly right. I think, funny enough, consistency is, a, is definitely a part of the process. I think... For me, even, you know, thinking ahead of the future, it's like, hey, when I get married, when I have kids, I want these things to be part of my life. I want, I want you know, prayer to be a, a, a thing me and my wife do. A prayer, I want that to be a thing me and my kids do. I, I, want, I want the reward down the road, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily want to go through the ickiness or the hard stuff right now. It makes me think of a funny quote. Uh, from my guy, Alan Iverson, he's talk- we talk about practice. We talk about practice. We talk about practice, and it's like, <laughs> don't nobody want to practice. We want the championship, but right. don't, don't nobody want to practice. Right. We'll talk about your guy, Kobe. I mean, there's no telling how many hours in the gym he spent to get where he got. Cool. Um, and so, man, I think, one, I, I love one of the things that you and Corey talked about was, hey, intimacy is the reward. It's like when you when you spend time with the Father, you have that intimacy that is part of the process, yeah. But ultimately, mm-hmm. when you spend time with him, man, I mean, you're getting the reward in the process. So, like, ultimately, mm-hmm. when it comes to intimacy, the reward is the process in that, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think about in the context of leadership, everyone has leaders that they look up to, mm-hmm. that they admire. Um, people that they look at and they're just wowed by and awed by and say, man, you know, man, that guy's really got it going on. You know, he's really doing it, man. We see that, Hunter, but we don't see the years of process. We don't see the years of pain and what they went through to achieve that greatness. Um, And so that leader, friend, for for whoever is listening to this episode today, that leader that you admire so greatly, 
just started doing at some point in their life. They started doing the small, minute, minimal things, small things. They started doing those really well and really consistent. And over time, those small, minute things that were seemingly on the surface not beneficial at the time... They began doing those on a consistent, regular basis, and those small things produced great fruit and fruit that has remained because we're still looking at their lives today. That's right. For example, Tiger Woods. Before Tiger, you know, had his little sabbatical, you know, and ended up coming back to the game of golf and then ends up winning the Masters. But before that, I don't know if he still does it today, but before that, when he was in his prime and he was really doing it, he was hitting a thousand golf balls a day, and Tiger would always talk about the muscle memory. You know uh, that, it, that that the game of golf, it what it takes the the amount of muscle memory that it takes in order to be because in golf specifically this sport in every sport, but everybody wants consistency. Mm-hmm. I want to walk up to the ball and I want to know that I'm gonna hit. It. I might not hit it exactly where I want it to go. But I want to hit it consistently solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, man, I love that. I love that uh, athletic uh, example that you gave. But listen, friends, um, it doesn't just poof out of the sky. That's right. What you're desiring to become, what you're desiring to behold, and the results that you want to see, um, they, they're, it's, it's not a poof effect. Yeah. Uh, that's not how it works. So jump in here, man. Yeah, no. So I mean, like you're saying, hey, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, there's the the old expression, hate to hit all the cliches, but hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. I mean, hey, if you want to get somewhere, you're gonna have to go through the steps to get there. I mean, right. I I think even I I want to touch on this in a second, but like it made me think of something. Greg, shout out Greg Hall. He, Greg Hall, uh, the he, greatest barber in the world. Yes, shout yes, out. sir. Uh, but he was saying how Herschel Walker, I mean, he would do, I, I, I probably don't butcher the amount, but I think Greg said, like, he did, like, a thousand push-ups a day. Right. I mean, that's insane, man. But, like, you see how how much of a, a like, a talent he was and still much of a freak of an athlete that he still is. Mm-hmm. But to, like, set your mind to say, hey, I want this. Whatever it takes to get this, that's what I'm willing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, hey, do I, if I got to cut out this, if I got to cut out that, if I got to add this, add mm-hmm. that, this is worth all this other stuff and so so yeah i mean i think if you say hey in six years from now i want to be this type of person you have to say hey is it worth what i'm about to cut out of my life and if it is i I mean that's just the process that you're gonna have to go through to get there that's exactly right man um so we want to encourage you today what are you waiting on a good farmer that's waiting a farmer that's waiting on the perfect weather is never going to sow yeah and and then and then when you skip on to verse 6 i love it because it says plan in the morning in the morning and then go be busy about your day yeah. because you don't know when the prophet is going to come if if when you engage when you begin engaging in this process and you listen to this podcast and it provokes you into something because this is kind of a generic a wide topic but we're passionate at you know with the South Paul podcast man we want to see people lay hold mm-hmm. of their destiny and the truth of the matter is Hunter 
you don't get to lay hold of your destiny until you lay hold of the process. Yeah, that's right. If you want to see the fruit, if you want to see the impact, if you want to see the influence, then you've got to say yes to doing the small things every day. That's why the Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. That's right. You know? Yeah, and, and, and this just kind of came to my head, but it's like, man, you mentioned longevity. I mean, I would even say almost generationally, like mm-hmm. beginning the process now, like, the person you design or set yourself up to be is going to affect your kids. And you, what you do now, you know, hey, you know, not trying to be loaded or heavy, but it's like it's going to affect your kids and your grandkids and your grandkids' kids. And, and so, so many like, times we don't understand that. No, that's right. And so it's like if I want my son to be, you know, the best he can be in his life, then, hey, I, I'm going to have to go through the process of bettering myself to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better father of Jesus and to do that, I'm going to have to add some things to my life. I'm going to have to make some sacrifices. But ultimately, hey, the, the, in the process, like, the result is worth it. And if you're waiting on the right time to start making those decisions, according to Ecclesiastes, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I, and I think we, we even talked about this last week when we had the initial conversation where it's like, if you do it now, it's going to be much easier than doing it 10 years from now. That's exactly right. Even like, because I mean, hey, the habits you're building at, at a younger age, it's much easier to build habits now than it is 15, 20 years from now. At 20 years old, you can build habits of taking care of your body, going to the gym, eating healthy, right. setting yourself up a, a strong prayer life where if you decide to do the same thing 50, not to say that it's impossible, obviously you can do it, yeah. but it's going to be much more easier when you're younger than when you get older. And let, and let us, even in this episode, man, free you up. To in, in saying this, don't get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with what we're saying here today because we're talking a lot about fruit and results and how process produces that fruit. But the truth of the matter is bite-sized pieces yep. at the time yep. is what will make a lasting impact. So Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, and, and it might even be like, I just want to grow in my knowledge of God's word yep. and, and knowledge of God through his word. And, and in saying that, I can't just say that. I can't just think that. Yep. I have to engage in the activity intentionally yep. in order to see that development, in order to see that growth. So to break it down on more of a tangible, practical level, that looks like you Waking up an extra 10 to 20 minutes earlier every day, opening your Bible and saying, God, I want to find you in these scriptures. I'm going to find you in your word. Or it might look like every night after you brush your teeth and you get ready to lay down for bed, you open your word and you just see what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you in the scriptures. You know, it might be, I want to, I want my body to be healthier. Mm-hmm. I want to feel better. I'm tired of getting to three o'clock after lunch and just hitting a wall and being so tired. So what does that look like? That's going to look like your eating habits potentially changing and you exercising three, four, five times a week. Yeah. And, and I think even like what you said, bite-sized pieces where it's like, hey, everybody wants to be you know, bench pressing 300 or they want to be a biblical scholar, but it's like, Doing the little things like, okay, I'm going to read three verses tonight 
for the right. next six months. Oh, what what transformation that would bring! Or hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate w- one day to the gym a week for the next two months, and then after the two months, hey, I'm gonna bump it up to three days. And it's like when you do step by step, because I think a lot of times where people this is say, where this is where it gets lost. I think I, I don't want to say people fail, but I think where people right. take the missteps or like January first, hey, I'm gonna eat. X, Y, and Z, and I'm not going to eat this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do this. It's like we take on so much at one time. Not to say it's a bad thing. Hey, it's it's truly good intentions, but it's like, okay, w- what if you change your diet first, mm-hmm. and then you started working out, or right. and then you started reading, or like you know, instead of trying to do it all at once, don't bite off so much that you can't chew it. No, that's that's exactly right. D- choose one thing tonight, yeah. this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And say, you know what? I'm tired of thinking about this. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to engage. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to develop. When you hit that point, man, watch what will happen. Watch the fruit begin. Hunter, when we close this and when we pray for them today, why don't you share that story really quickly about uh, that individual that you and I have talked about that set their face, man, like Flint to say, for the next three months, or maybe it was like a month or two, I'm going to read the same verse, you know. And a matter of fact, it might have been the same verse uh, out of the whole month. Yep. So taking 30 days or whatever it was, and then at the end of that, they ended up having, I mean, it was like 12 verses yeah. that they had or whatever. Yeah, I think the individual, I, don't, I honestly don't even remember who they are at this point because we, we've talked about it so much. It's like who I think it is. I don't even think that's them. Yeah. But it's like I want to say they took one or two verses and they said every day for the next 30 days, I'm going to read this. Uh-huh. So for, for the whole year, they had 24 Bible verses. Now, when we say that, oh, that's only 24 Bible verses, but the loadedness and the heaviness and the weightedness of that verse or those two verses that he had, hey, by the end of January, I mean, there's so much weight that says, like, he, I mean, he knows it inside out, you know, backwards and forward. I mean, hey, I mean, if you can have one or two verses, I mean, that I mean, if you can use those. Yeah. I, it's life-changing. Yeah. It, it is. I'm just sitting here, like, I'm just, I'm sitting here with my mouth open because I'm thinking to myself, if if one person hears this podcast and they decide, I'm going to do that. Yep. I'm going to read one verse for 30 days, yep. starting in January. Let's just say that. January 1, I took one verse that has impacted me and that I love, and I read it for yep. 30 days. February hits, I pick another one. And at the end of 12 months, I have got, let's just say, 12 verses. Yep. Game changer. The underground church in China, and we're wrapping this up, the underground church in China, they don't even have all 66 books. They don't even have Genesis to Revelation because they'll be persecuted if anybody finds that out. So this is what they have to do. They have to rip out a page or two of the Bible. But they are seeing revival. I'm not talking about a good service or two. A massive move of the Holy Ghost is breaking out in the underground church in China because the people are actually believing what they're reading. Yep. Hunter, if we would just do that, man, if we would just engage in the process and not just read or not just do to yep. be reading and doing to be doing, but we actually believed and we did it intentionally, 
man, we would see so much fruit. Man, I just think like with that, you take one verse and you read it for 30 days, how much you can be convinced of that. Even if it's John 3.16, for God so loved the world. You read that one, you know, throughout your day for 30 days, how much you can be convinced, oh my God, how much does he love us? I mean, we listen to songs, we read things, we watch TV shows, and we got it memorized and how it's engraved in our brain. If we could do that with the, you know, the Bible, like how much we could be convinced of that, that's the transforming of your mind that, you know, that, Paul, yes, Paul writes yes. about. So, I mean, I just think if we can, even if it's a little thing, if you can, if you can grab a hold of that thing, I mean, you can, you can transform your brain, and if you transform your brain, I mean, it, it's real to you, and when people begin to see it, that's when uh-huh. it begins changing them. And then when you when you change your your friends, then it's changing your community, and it's like the whole nine yards. I mean, even if it's just one little thing that you can just convince yourself of, hey, mm-hmm. I'm the beloved of Jesus Christ. If you can run with that and just repeat that, I, hey, I can't remember who the pastor is, but he just said when I first got saved, he said I would look in the mirror every single day, and I would just say, hey. I'm the beloved of God. Come on, And he would just say it over and over again. I love that. So eventually he got to the point where he believes it. He's not just saying it and just trying to convince himself. He believes it. That's the difference right there. That is that that point, man, that chasm that so many people get lost in. It's like they engage in process. They're engaging in intimacy. And somewhere along the way— it began to fall through the cracks. And now it's just kind of become a religious duty that they feel like they have to do rather rather than it being something that they truly believe. If we can make that transition right there, man, we will see massive results. So nobody ever remembers, nobody ever will remember. History does not get made by, by a person that does not engage in the process. Mm. So if you want fruit, if you want transformation, you must engage in the process. Yeah. And this and Hunter and I are not sitting here today, you know, humbly we can both sit here and sincerely say, you know, man, in humility, my goodness, we have we are we have not arrived. No, no. <laughs> we are not at that place. Yeah. You know, so we are with you guys in this, but this is just something that we have been talking about even recently saying Man, there are areas in our lives that we want to do better in. And we're not just going to want to do better in them. We're going to do better in them. So, Lord, I just bless those that are listening tonight. Lord, we feel your presence even right now, Lord, as we're sharing this. Because we know, Lord, this is where it all begins. This is where it all happens. This is where transformation begins to come and we begin to see results. So, Lord, I pray that there would be conviction. I pray of the Holy Spirit. I pray that not only conviction, but we would be convinced. Mm. Lord, we will be convinced in our minds. We will be convinced in our hearts. We will be convinced in our souls, Lord, that we can't just expect something to fall from the sky. Lord, help us to be intentional. Give us a grace for intentionality. God, let us not just be some a, a group of... Uh, let, let the South Paul company and the South Paul community of people... God, we don't want to be a group of people that just is consistently talking about something and just waiting on something to fall from the sky. Lord, we want to engage, put our hands to the plow. God, your scripture says that if a person, if a man 
puts his hands to the plows and yes. plow and he looks back. He's not even fit for the kingdom. Lord, help us to press forward to the upward calling in Christ Jesus. We want to lay hold of everything yes. that you have for us, God. We want to say yes to destiny and begin moving into that, Lord. It's the upward high water mark that we want to hit. Lord, it's like what Paul talks about, the tension that we live in. Yes, God, we're content with where we are and we thank you for, the, for all of the experiences and the things that we've gone through that got us to this point. But Lord, we're not satisfied. We want more. God, make that our prayer. God, I'm reminded tonight, Lord, of Evan Roberts, the leader of the Welsh Revival, who prayed this prayer in 1904, 5, and 6. God, bend us. God, bend us. God, ruin us for anything else that doesn't deserve our attention. Bend us towards your heart. Bend us toward the things that you have for us. God, I thank you for authenticity beginning to flow. God, I thank you for creativity beginning to flow out of the hearts of people. This is where it all begins when they begin engaging and it moves from our it moves from our hearts and our minds and it actually goes into action. It's not just practice that makes perfect, Lord. Perfect practice makes perfect. We want to actually engage in the small things and yes. do them well. So God, give us a grace. Give us a grace to engage in process. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, we pray this episode blessed you. If you're looking for more encouraging, motivational, inspiring ministry content, you can go to stantonmoreministries.com. Be on the lookout. Hunter Hudgens is about to launch a blo- his blog, A Son of Thunder. It's going to be powerful. Be on the lookout for that. If you would like to partner and help us continue with these podcasts, it's it's the partners of SMM that make these episodes and makes our website available. So if you'd like to become a monthly partner of Stantmore Ministries, we would love to have you a part of our family. Uh, you can go to the website there, click the partner tab, and, um, and just join up with us. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to seeing you again on the Southpaw Podcast.